0: Hey, you are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other. Let's support each other and let's inspire her. All right, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for tonight's episode. Um, today, and tonight actually, I am interviewing somebody that I actually met by chance, and which is what I really love about uh, not only this podcast, but... Just kind of life in general, and today I was listening to um, an Audible and she was saying how you know life happens outside of your comfort zone, like nothing good happens inside of it. And so, in this particular moment, I actually met our next interviewee, Miss um, Jessie Benson. I met her um, when I was outside of my comfort zone. So, uh, a couple months ago, a friend asked me to do a paddle boarding um, yoga class. And I was super nervous, and I didn't want to do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, but I have FOMO, and I have a huge fear of missing out. So I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I have to do it. I, and I'll do anything for a picture. So I was like, all right, I'm going. And I went there, and I had an amazing time. I just had, I just loved it. Um, some of us fell in the water. It was funny. It wasn't scary. Um, and listening to Jesse just, you know, she's like the best yoga instructor and you're a little nervous when you're on the water. So you need that calming voice and someone telling you like, it's okay. Like I felt like Jesse was going to jump in and save me if I needed it. Like I, <laughs> I was totally fine being in her like hands, like we're good. But You know, the good, the part of the story that I want you to hear is that when we got off of the, you know, we're on the dock and we're done and, and I'm telling her like, oh my gosh, you're great. You're amazing. And I think I actually said like, oh, like, how did you get into this? And she was like, oh, well, you know, like I own it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? you own, you own this. And I kept like, she was like, yeah, like real nonchalant, like no big deal. You know? And then I'm like, oh, well, what about like the flow yo part? And she was like, nope. Yeah, I do that. And I'm, I'm, we're going on and this story like gets better and better. She's like, oh, and I also do retreats and I, I also travel the world. Oh, and yesterday I just got back from France and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, do you know that you're amazing? Like you're so cool. And I talked to her so long that my friends left like they were out of there. they like, I just wanted to talk to her. Cause I was like, you are seriously incredible. Like I want to know everything. So she is like almost the reason for an inspire her podcast because like her story is inspiring. I'm so excited for her to just, you know, give some inspiration to everyone listening and tell you a bit of her story. So Jesse, I'm going to turn it over to you. So tell us a little bit about you, what you're about and tell us a little bit of
1: your story. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on, first of all. And I love um, that you mentioned that little quote at the beginning about life happens outside of your comfort zone, because that's really what FlowYo and what I am all about. Um, so yeah, I started Flo-Yo in two thousand and ten. I had come back from traveling all around the world, pretty much by myself. I did a solo backpacking trip through South America and then Southeast Asia. Came back to Baltimore, which is where I'm from. And got another corporate job and was working inside of an office and sort of dreaming of this paddleboard thing that I had discovered in the Gili Islands, which are near Bali. And I was just thinking, like, how can I start this here? Like, I had never experienced paddleboarding before. And um, yeah, I just realized that I needed to get out of my comfort zone, which at that time was working in a comfortable job and try something crazy, which was starting FLOYO. And so ever since that, um, in 2010, I have been leading FLOYO classes and teacher trainings and now retreats sort of all over the globe. But then I also have Be More Sup, which is a Paddleboard school and shop based here in Baltimore. So that was like a very brief overview of what I do, but I've also been teaching fitness classes, spin and boot camp and yoga and Pilates um, since I was in college. I started that when I was a freshman in college, and it's just been a huge passion of mine. And now being able to do it as a career is awesome. I mean,
0: that that's incredible. So, okay, so you. You come back from, from where, where you were. Where, where were you? You were near Bali?
1: Yeah, I was all over Southeast Asia. And one of the countries was Indonesia. And they have these little islands called the Gili Islands. And that's where I saw somebody paddleboarding for the very first time.
0: And then you come back and you're like, I want to do that.
1: Yeah, I come back, start working in the middle of a mall in an office, and I was like, where can I do that paddleboarding thing? And then, like, a couple months later, I kept thinking about it, but I hadn't ever heard of it or seen it in the U.S., and then a couple months later, I was swimming with my triathlon club. I was really into triathlons at the time, and we were doing an open water swim practice, and all of a sudden, I see a paddleboarder, so I, like, ran over to the little shack on the beach and said, hey, could I teach a boot camp class on these paddleboards? And they sort of looked at me like, What are you talking about? Like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> I said, Just trust me. Like, I work at a gym and I have all these people that come to my boot camp class. I'd really like to try doing the class on paddle boards. And so I did. And, you know, I, I, nobody else was doing it at the time, at least that I knew of on the East coast. Um, and so I didn't even know to like anchor the boards. So we had paddle boards floating all over <laughs> people, like trying to do push-ups and burpees on these boards while they're floating away from me. Um, but yeah, I just like kept going with it. And eventually I was invited to go present down at a fitness conference down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And when they invited me to that, I was like, I think I might actually have like Created something here like this is pretty cool and then um, I did see that there were some people doing yoga teaching yoga on paddleboards but I wasn't really into yoga then and I wasn't certified to teach yoga Um, And I didn't like yoga, Um, but I went to someone else's paddleboard yoga class and the instructor just had no idea what she was doing in terms of like teaching how to paddle properly, like safety, all of that stuff. And that's when I had like this light bulb moment, like I need to create a certification and I need to train people to teach yoga and fitness on paddleboards. And so that's sort of how the flow concept came about. And then I wrote a training manual and created a certification and started leading that certification all over the place. And I still do. Um, We've had trainings in Europe and Australia and Central America, Africa, all over.
0: I mean, this is seriously incredible. It's like at every point of your story, you're like, yeah, so I wanted to do it. So I did it. And then I wanted to do that. So I did it. And, you know, like you just do it, you know, it's so, okay. So What did you do before when you came back to your corporate job? What were you doing?
1: So right out of college, I was um, working at a PR firm. So I was doing PR and events planning. Then I went away and did all that traveling. Then I came back and got a job as the marketing manager of White Marsh Mall. (laughs) So yeah, I was just doing marketing and events.
0: And then to go from that to saying like, you know, I'm going to do something like completely different.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was scary. Don't get me wrong. Um, And I was already teaching fitness. So like I was doing that a lot. I was teaching, I don't know, maybe 15 classes a week. Um, And so when I was thinking about, all right, it's like, if I'm going to try this Foyo thing, like I need to go all in, like I can't half-ass it. I can't be doing it here and there on the side while I have a full-time job. Um, But it was also really scary to leave a, you know, a stable salary and benefits and all of that. So I just sort of figured out like how many classes I need to make or to teach a week in order to, be able to pay the bills basically. And then anything I can make with FloYo was like extra. So yeah, it was scary, but I just thought, you know, now is the time to do this. And if I don't do it fully a hundred percent and put everything I have into this, then I'll never know if it could be successful or not. Um, and I still, I mean, even today I still have doubts, like, am I doing the right thing with my life? Like, I don't know if I should keep doing FloYo. So of course we all have have those doubts. But I think when you follow what you're passionate about, then you can never go wrong. And I was just so passionate about paddleboarding. So I just thought, all right, I just got to follow this. And if I share my passion, then I'll get other people excited. And then it all goes from there.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that you say that. And I guess it's also comforting too, to hear you say that, you know, you have doubts too, because from an outsider, you know, looking into your business, I think you're a rock star. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, how can, where can I sign up to just be you? <laughs> because I mean, that is so, like, everything that you do is so incredible. And you, and it's so, I love that you said that you, um, you weren't even into yoga because that was the first class that I did with you. And, and I thought you were amazing. Like, I, like it was, I, I almost fell asleep on a paddleboard in the middle of the water because your voice was so calming and I felt great. And I was like, and I, you talked about gratitude. The whole experience was amazing
1: yeah well yeah i i wasn 't into yoga because I was like this person that loved to sweat and teach boot camp and spinning and do triathlons, and like the idea of sitting in a quiet room like you know listening to my breath I was like i can 't do that like I could be running for an hour or biking or you know doing all these other things and then when I tried yoga on a paddle board, I was like oh there 's a lot more to yoga than just sitting and breathing and stretching.' Um, and so it was a whole different experience for me doing yoga outside in nature and really having to focus on your body alignment on the board, your balance, your weight distribution, like all these new challenges made me really like it and like yoga. So now I did do my 200 hour certification. I've done many other certifications in the past couple of years with yogis um, that I've been following and I love yoga and I practice every day and I teach almost you know, every day as well. And I've, I've fallen in love with it, but through the paddleboard aspect.
0: It's so crazy that you now, you know how it just, you just had to get into it, you know, and now you found your way to love it. You know, like there's not an exact way that people need to do things, you know, and you found your way to do it and fall in love with it.
1: Yep. And I think that's so important with fitness in general. Like we don't all like the same things. And even with yoga, I always tell people like, if you go to one class and you don't like it, keep going, go to different instructors, go to different studios, go to different styles. Like you got to keep trying until you find what works for you and don't do something that doesn't work for you. If you don't like it, then you're not going to be excited to go every week. So find something that you are excited about.
0: Right. Okay. So on the business side of this, where there's times where you were nervous and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I can do, I know you said sometimes like in the beginning, was it, did you ever have those moments and how did you get out of that? Like, how did you get through that mindset?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, when I first started the certification, I had so many doubts. I was like, who was ever going to trust me to certify them? Like, who am I to just write a certification? Like everybody would always say, oh, I didn't know you could just create a fitness certification. Well, yeah, <laughs> you can, but it, it didn't feel like I was like, had enough credentials or something, even though I had gone off to all these places and done all these stand up paddle certifications, I did like three different long weekends of stand up paddle trainings, and I done my yoga teacher training. So I was definitely more qualified than most people. Um, But yeah, I had those doubts. But I, I mean, you just have to sort of push aside those little voices that say, you know, you're not good enough, you're not a good enough yogi or good enough paddler, like all those things, they're always present. But just um, looking at the bigger picture. And again, like, I don't know, it always comes back for me of just sharing what I love and like letting my passion and my enthusiasm for something shine through and people get excited just because I'm so excited about it. So I knew that, you know, that after that first training, I think I had 12 people in my first certification, which was great for me. Like I, I thought that was a, a really good number and they all had such good reviews and shared, you know, with all their friends about what they had just done because of my, you know, excitement about the folio training. So yeah, I don't guess I don't really have a great answer of how to No, that. I think that was good.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was good. I think you just, yeah, you just do it, you know, and you're definitely said about your passion for it. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot of women and men out there that want to do something, you know, want to, I mean, th- what you did is just say, I mean, you completely did something totally different. And a lot of us want to do that. Like we don't want to sit in an office or we don't want to do what we're doing, but we're just we don't know
1: how to get out of it. Like we're yeah. too nervous. Well, and I feel like we always think like, Oh, I got to wait until I have this perfect. Like I did that. I was like, Oh, I got to wait until my manual is like professionally done. I've got to wait until my website is like a hundred percent up. And I was like, no, I don't. If I keep waiting for all these things, I'm never going to do it. So the first, time I did it I literally just like printed a manual out in my little printer and like stapled it together (laughs) and like if I would have waited until I had this like professionally bound manual then it might not have ever happened so you know, don't feel like you have to have everything perfect. Like just take that first step and then things will fall into place as you start.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's incredible, but your story doesn't stop there. You didn't just do like it. You didn't do flow. Yo and all that you now you're doing how did that go into retreats?
1: Yeah. So retreats. So obviously I love to travel. Like I've been traveling since I was in high school and, um, When I did that big backpacking trip in South America and Southeast Asia, I just sort of made a commitment to myself that, like, travel would be a part of my life forever, and I just realized that there's so many people, even in my, like, friend group, that say, oh, I would love to travel, I'd love to go here, but I don't have enough money, or I don't have anyone to go with, and they have all these excuses of why they're not going, so I thought, well, let me put together you know, a trip where people can come with me. It's basically just a vacation, but I'm planning it. And I'll see if any of my friends want to come. And the first one, actually, I was just thinking about this the other day. The first retreat I tried to plan was a complete failure. I didn't get anybody signed up for it. It was going to be to Guatemala. And yeah, I just said nobody signed up. So that was discouraging, but I just waited a year and then tried again and tried in a different spot. I tried that one in Nicaragua. And I had actually been living and working down there. So people had been seeing, like, you know, all the pictures I've been posting of me paddleboarding and these beautiful beaches. And so I think that helped. People were like, oh, I wanna come see what she's up to in Nicaragua. So that was my first one. Um, and since then, I think I've done like maybe 15 or so um and it's yeah just me sharing what I love which is traveling and fitness and we get to do that in beautiful locations and it's not just about going somewhere and doing yoga every day or working out on the beach it's about connecting with the country and the culture because that's what I love about traveling when I traveled I couch surf so I like stayed with locals everywhere I went because I wanted to get to know what the culture was like so that's what I try to incorporate that's what my My Instagram and everything is called Culturally Fit, and that's where that came from. It's just, like, getting to know the culture through fitness, through wellness.
0: I I think that's amazing, and I'm so glad that you said about the Guatemala trip, like, not working out because (laughs) – you know, when you, people look at you now, like where you are now and see these retreats, you know, and what, I mean that you're one that's happening what this month and and like pow, sold out.
1: Yeah. Yep. So that's next week. And that has 22 people. And then I have like 21 coming to Bali. I had 24 in Costa Rica, but then I also, this summer in France, I only had six people sign up. So it's not, yeah, I don't want people to think like everything I put out there is just like immediately. There are a lot of learnings. Every time I do one of these things, I learn a lot and it's taken a lot of work to build up clientele. And I think a lot of yoga teachers think, oh, I'm going to start doing retreats. I'm just going to put one out there. It's going to be full. I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to get to travel for free. And it's not like that at all. But it's so rewarding for me because just seeing how, I mean, I've had people who have come on retreats and then come back home and have complete, you know, life-changing situations where they change careers or they move to a different state or just because they... Had never taken the time for themselves to sort of explore. You learn so much about yourself when you travel, and so that's what I like to try to share.
0: I I'm I'm like obsessed with that. I feel like that's when I first when you started talking about traveling. I was like, I need to be Jesse Benson. So yeah. sign me up for that class. <laughs> yes, um, I think that's so like that. You know, for me, like traveling is so. I'm like so big for me. And I just, and I feel the same way. Like you get to know yourself, you know, with your Guatemala thing, I think that's really cool. And for the listeners listening on, is that like, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out and you didn't give up, you right. know, like somebody didn't say, like people didn't jump on it and you weren't like oh darn why quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you were like, okay, I'll try again. Like if you're passionate about something, you can't just, you don't just quit. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, so where, are so tell me, where do you want to, like, where is your go-to place to travel? Like, where do you want to go, or or where's a place that you haven't been to that you're excited about taking people?
1: Oh, my. um, Well, one of my go-to places that I love is Australia. I love the lifestyle, and I love just the country and the beauty of it, the beaches, and the, it's just an amazing Place, but my favorite place to take people and to travel myself personally is Africa. I have such a deep connection with Africa. I think the people are lovely, the scenery is like just unbelievable. That's where I did my 200 hour teacher training. So that could have something to do with why I love it so much. It was a really unique experience. My training was with 200 Africans um, from all over Africa. And so there were just so many different cultures in this room. And we were all studying yoga together. And it was just a really amazing experience. But I love animals. So I love safari. There are so many countries in Africa that I want to explore. I've been to maybe five or six. Um, So my next treat that I will I, it's not planned or I don't have a date or anything yet but the one that I'm so excited to plan is Tanzania and Zanzibar um, so that would be like a fitness safari sort of is what I call it so we would do an actual safari moving with the great migration in um, Tanzania and then we would go over to the islands in Zanzibar
0: Wow that sounds incredible so. Um, I am putting this out there for the world to hear that I am signing up for any and all retreats. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, every time you like put something up, I'm like, oh gosh, where's it going to be next? I'm so excited. And, you know, so I just, and really like your pictures and it just looks amazing and um, I think a big, you know, plus for you and why doing a retreat with you for me personally, why I was attracted to it is because you were very much about like the culture and just, you know, you know, bike riding or doing something like it doesn't have to be yoga, you know, yeah. like it, it's, you know, getting to know where you are, you know, you might go someplace where they're like, what are we doing? Why are we doing
1: yoga? You know, like, yeah. so I think it's nice connecting with locals like it's just such a different travel experience like every time I plan a retreat like for example my Bali retreat I met this guy when I was in Bali um, at a cafe and he is a local and he took me to his village where he lives and showed me introduced me to his family and showed me his house and I got to talking to him and he showed me the school that he went to and so we're going to go back and do a community service project at the school um, because they need just a lot of help with upkeep of the building and then he's also also gonna take us on like a cycling tour all through the rice fields. Um, so it's just that sort of connection that I don't think most people could do on their own if they were just traveling to Bali. Like they wouldn't have those sort of special connections with the local and with the local culture. So that's what every retreat I try to add in that that part of it so that it makes it really unique. Yeah it's definitely a unique retreat. Yeah. So
0: all right so I'm curious what your parents must
1: think that you're incredible oh I don't know about that I think they think I'm a little crazy (laughs) Uh, actually today I came in I went for a swim and I came in the house I'm up at my parents house and I said mom I just got an idea and she said oh lord let me sit down (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because I just always have crazy ideas and I typically just run with them I don't um, I mean, there's some that I decide are too crazy to move forward with, but, um, yeah, no, I think that they're proud that I have followed what I love, but I also think sometimes they think, you know, why can't she just be like normal and stay in one place and have a family in this place? Like, I don't know. My mom gets a little sad that I'm always traveling all around. Um, but I love what I do. So I can't, yeah. and you're happy.
0: You're so happy.
1: Yes. yes. And that's, that's
0: like what matters, you know? So if, now have your parents been on any of your retreats?
1: Yes. Uh, my dad came on two retreats. He came, oh geez, where did he come? He came to Costa Rica and Panama on two separate years and my mom had never been on one, so I kept bugging her. So I got my mom and my dad to come to the Galapagos Islands this past year and then they loved it so much they both signed up for my Normandy retreat in France this year as well. So they've both been on several retreats at this point.
0: Ah, oh, see, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So and then you went to um where did you went to college? Is that what you said? Yeah, I went to college in Florida at Ron. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I was like, so they paid their college tuition, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, they certainly paid a lot of tuition, and now, um, and I don't give them a discount on my retreat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <No laughs> oh, yes, no, but it's great to have them, and they are huge. Like I, I say all the time, like I don't, I wouldn't be where I am today without them because I wouldn't, I would have been scared to take some of those risks without knowing, like they always welcome me back with open arms, like no matter what's going on in my life, how old I am, like, I know I always have a place to live food on the table, because they, you know, they encourage me to, to follow my dreams and to do these crazy things that I do. And my dad is an entrepreneur, he has his own business. And I think he's always like, instilled that part, in me that, you know, like chase after your dreams, do what you love and just figure out a way to make it happen. Like, it's going to be hard work. There's going to be sleepless nights, but it's all going to be worth it. If you get to do what you love every day.
0: Way to go, dad. What an awesome guy. You need that that to know that you have somewhere to come back. You know, like it's okay to, you know, Mm -hmm. I always tell people, I'm like, sometimes you just jump and then you learn to fly on the way down. You just
1: Absolutely. Yes. So,
0: okay, so what, all right, what's your next big thing? So, I mean, you've done so much, but do you have like something else that you really want to do?
1: Um, I don't really have something else in mind other than continuing to build these retreats. Like that's my main focus right now is continuing to create really awesome retreat experiences for people. Um, and then I still, I want to build my FLOYO teacher training. I still think there's a lot of opportunities to get more certified instructors. So right now I've certified 200, but I would love that number to be 2000. So, um, yeah, in the next year, I'm going to be focusing on creating more certifications, mostly in the U S but some international as well. Um, and just continuing to build this FLOYO tribe of instructors because, yeah, there are a lot of people now who obviously step yoga has become much more popular since when I started it. So that means there's a lot more certifying bodies, so like there's more places to go and get your certification. Um so I want to step up the flow game so that we become the leaders in the stand up paddle industry for certifications.
0: Those were big words right there. Like <laughs> you know that was a that's a big goal. I was like proud of you for saying that like you want to be an it girl.
1: Yeah. I haven't really vocalized that. So there we go. I
0: think that's awesome. You're like, you know, watch out everybody. Like (laughs)
1: yeah, I want people to recognize the name too. Like I think in certain parts of the country, like when people say flow, yo, they're like, Oh yeah, that's that sup yoga thing. But I want it to be like a globally recognized name.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that so much. So when did you, um, go backtracking for a sec. When did you start? What year did you start?
1: 2010. Officially, I like trademarked it and formed the LLC in 2012.
0: Wow. I mean, that like you've done so much in a little bit of time.
1: I mean, really yeah. just. Sometimes it feels that way. And sometimes it feels like, what have I been doing in the last <laughs>
0: You know, this is one of those like this is so perfect for this podcast because there are people that are probably nervous to come to your class and watching you think that you're this, you know, like humongous person and intimidating when meanwhile you're over there like, I don't know, am I good enough, you know, and you're totally good enough. Everybody, I mean. I know from, you know, firsthand experience, just when we left your class, like everybody was met. We have a message thread of everyone in Maryland um, and everybody was messaging like, Oh my gosh, she's awesome. And everyone was jealous and they wanted to come and they couldn't wait to come back. And so I think which, I mean, you're, you are the it person to us. Like, so it's awesome.
1: Thank you. That feels good to hear.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So lastly, what, um, what advice would you have for someone um who's just starting out you know I you said a little touched on this a little bit about you know just having your passion but you know if somebody like what's the first thing someone should do if they're wanting to just step outside their comfort zone and start something completely new
1: yeah um I think the first thing is to get really clear on what you want to create and why you want to create it like what's the why behind what you want to do and then once you're clear on that like So, our mantra at FOYO, I think, fits in well here. Um, Our mantra is to drop fear, get free, and have fun. So I think if you can just let go of those fears, like the fear that I'm going to fail, the fear that people are going to laugh at my idea, whatever those fears are, like just push them aside. You can write a list of them if you want, but then like put it aside. And when you get rid of those fears and when you're not thinking about them, they're not consuming you, then you have so much freedom to create whatever you're dreaming of creating. Um, And then most importantly, have fun with it. Like don't, you know, don't get so serious that you lose the passion and you lose the fun. Um, And if you do those three things, then I think whatever you create is going to be successful.
0: That is so... Perfect. So <laughs> perfect. Um, and I actually remember you saying that. I put that all over my Facebook post and yeah. everything, the because as I was laying there, sh- she actually said that mantra and I was and I was like, oh, remember that. That was so good. Like that was yeah. all right. So where can people find you that if they want to take your let's start with if people want to come and take your class and do, you know, if they're in Baltimore or they're visiting or I get you're everywhere. So where can they come to find you?
1: Yeah, um, well, the best place to go would probably be the FlowYo website. So it's floyo, F L O Y O fit, F I T And then from there, you can see like where my upcoming retreats are, where I'm teaching locally. There'll be a link to get to the Baltimore classes, which are at Be More Sup in Dundalk. That has its own website, but you can get to it from the FlowYo Fit website. So that's probably the best website to go to. And then my personal Instagram is culturally fit. Um, and that's where I post, you know, all the stuff that I'm doing from retreats to local classes and events in Baltimore.
0: So you, ascent, do you essentially own, like you're kind of doing two things, like culture, I mean, so you are doing flow yo and then be more sup.
1: Yeah. Is that- it, that's is, it is a little confusing sometimes, but I started flow and that's like the international sup yoga brand. And then I wanted a local place to teach it. So I created be more sup. So that's my standup paddle school. And then culturally fit is just my personal, you know, thing.
0: I, don't, I don't, I think it's, a, I think that's amazing. I think it's so smart. I just think it's, it's when I first met you and I'm like, Oh, you own this. Oh, and you own this too. What, <laughs> what else do you own this dock and this restaurant? Like yeah. what else here? Like, Cause I mean, that's real. I mean, it's smart, you know, do all of the things. Yeah. So and I love that idea of be more sup. Like I love the play on words. I think that's awesome.
1: Yep. And with be more stuff, like I'd love to continue to grow that community. I think there are so many people in Baltimore that don't even know we exist. So just trying to raise awareness that we are there, that we offer classes seven days a week, that we have paddle memberships. Like there's so much more we could do with that location. So that's another goal for next summer is just to continue to grow that community and get more people out on the water.
0: Yes. Okay. So this is good. So for anyone who's listening who if you're like, if the first thing you think when you hear anything on a paddle board, a workout class, and you're like, yeah, no, that's not happening. What is your like? What what do you like? It's for everybody.
1: Yes, and yeah. I always tell people like, it's it's not that it's easy, but stand up paddleboarding is much more accessible than people think it's going to be. And part of the fun is falling in. So if you are one of those people that do not like to get wet, then maybe it's not your thing. But in general, like, if you come with an open mind, then all the boards are super stable. They're huge boards. They're like 11 feet long and 32 inches wide. So they're really stable. Um, and where we do the classes as you saw is really shallow. So if you fall in, you just stand up and get back on the board. Um, so it really is truly for all levels. We've had like little tiny kids on the boards all the way up to like 80 year olds on the boards.
0: Yes. And how about, um, a question I got when we were booking this, is there a weight limit?
1: Um, Yeah, so our boards, we always have a variety of different sizes of boards. They range from like some are 250 pound weight limits, some are up to 300. um, But it just depends on what boards we have at that particular time. So it's always best to just shoot us an email and say, hey, do you have any boards that accommodate, you know, whatever size person you are.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um because we just had I mean I when we went and people fell in and I it really was the most fun part yeah. of like people falling in and just enjoying it and just we were laughing um and there was music. You know, we did two, so we did two classes. We did a yoga and then we did um like a boot camp and they were both amazing and I think we had all all fitness levels when we were there and just everybody enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, so, okay. So when are you close? Like when does be more stuff and flow yo stop in Baltimore?
1: We officially closed the last weekend of September, but we will keep some boards there and we'll do like pop-up events in October if the weather is nice. Um, but then typically once it gets cold, like mid to end October, we're closed for the season. And then we reopen in early May. So we open pretty early in the spring.
0: Okay. And then what, 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 are you going to be doing in between?
1: Um, I'm going to be traveling and leading retreats and then teaching here in Baltimore whenever I'm in town.
0: And, and then you teach, where do you teach yoga? If someone wanted to just see you for that.
1: Yeah, I teach at Under Armour every Tuesday at 11. So the Under Armour Performance Center, which is their headquarters down in um, Locust Point. And those classes are only $8 to drop in. So it's like Baltimore's hidden secret. But yeah. work out at this amazing facility for $8. Um, so come check out that class. And then I also teach at Power, which is a yoga studio in Canton.
0: Oh, okay. That's awesome. So you are all over the place.
1: Yeah. And I do a lot of privates, um, so private yoga sessions and then also like corporate and team building stuff, or I'll do kids' birthday parties, like that kind of stuff as well.
0: So basically Jesse Benson will do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Like I love, but you are very much what I've gotten from this uh, podcast. And I think that any listener listening right now will get is that it's just, if you want to do it, you just do it like just do that, you know, and it's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> so it's Jesse. We are so glad to have you on here. I hope that everyone goes and follows Jesse. I'm going to go and put um, her thing on my blog so that way you can find her and all the links. Uh, but she is truly amazing to follow. Like if anything, just following her adventures, the pictures are awesome. Um, her, when she is on the paddleboard, those pictures are amazing and being out there on the water with her um, and being that she is all over the place. She is no matter where you're listening from, she's definitely someone to follow because she could be in your area or if you were, she's doing one of these retreats treats. You can just, wherever you're from, you can meet her there, which is pretty amazing. So Jesse, thank you so much for popping on. So glad to have you. You're awesome. Thank you, Farron. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.